don't mind me i'm eating ben jerry's which is woke now mm-hmm. eating <laughs> eating woke ice that's that's uh well you know when rappers want to like brag about how how good their life is it's like eating woke ice cream <laughs> <laughs> my ice cream real woke mm. oh you eating that problematic ice cream you don't have you, you, yeah, you, you don't have the money because like it, yeah the weird ice cream war shit that like hagen doubled down on being like we support the israeli settlements it's uh you know what they say the whole uh the the you can you can understand the whole world through just ice cream yeah hagen is a fake european language hmm do you think they hired a uh like you, uh, however many years ago, to like create a fake language for them. <laughs> they got we need like, yeah. we need a language nerd consultant. We got the um, we got the guy who like fleshed out Dothraki for Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need like a vaguely Germanic uh, European language to sell yeah. our ice cream. That that you know kind of includes everybody. Mm. Everyone can squint and be like, oh, that could be. It's kind of like it's kind of like my language. Hmm. I guess it was just the weird thing in the like in the United States when they made Hagen Dazs that people just thought like, oh yeah, Northern Europeans or like Northern or Central Europeans know how to make ice cream. Yeah, of course. Mm. Because it's got like a it's got like an umlaut that doesn't make any sense. It's got like an S and Z at the end, which looks vaguely Hungarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two Jewish New Yorkers started it. Brothers, I think. Which just uh, seems to be a thing you do with your brother. Start an <laughs> ice cream brand. <laughs> start an ice cream company. It was actually <laughs> a, uh, a a reverse Facebook situation where uh, an Irish linguist was trying to take over control after creating such after coming up with such a creative uh, <laughs> fake language, but yep. uh, the 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 twins won out. Goddamn twins. <laughs> You ever think about doing that with one of your brothers? <laughs> starting a, starting brothers? a company, <laughs> starting an ice cream company specifically. Um, you know, I'll bring it up next time when I see them, uh, when I'm home. Why not? It seems like it just seems like the thing brothers do. I don't. I don't have any brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you are missing out. You start a, You <laughs> have. You have so many business ideas. <laughs> All it's the just like just popping. Like what is? What is the like? What is the initiation of like starting an ice cream brand with your brothers? Like, no, dude, check it, check it. But this ice cream would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would get, we would go to the ice cream truck together. So, you know, the mm. ice cream truck. You hear the noise from far away. Uh, you go screaming out there. Um, you know, maybe you're you you get a couple, you you get a dollar from your parents. And then, you know, yeah. you and your brother are the ones who actually run out to the truck. So maybe it's in that moment, that kind of uh, that uh, bonding experience where you yeah. uh, where, where the, the, the seeds for a, a worldwide ice cream empire are planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lesser third brother is like, when I'm old and have money, I'm going to buy all the ice cream. And you two are just sitting there like, nah, that's 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 fool shit. That's like. That's pussy shit. I'm going to buy all the ice cream trucks. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the G-Ride. I want the machines that are making them.
Hey, hey, hey. This is your weekly Cornish Beatty. And uh, with me, I, I, it's Kieran. And with me, I've got Rob. Yo. And no one else. They're all dead. Uh, no, they're not. They're fine. We'll, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll see them soon. <laughs> they're in it's a secure a, location. This week, we're talking about something that's a bit long overdue. For anyone who's been paying attention to the electoral calendar uh, uh, of Europe, probably knows that this uh, this event came and went. We didn't pass our mark on it. Then it came and went again. <laughs> And we didn't pass a mark on it. What are we talking about this week, Rob? We are talking about the elections in Bulgaria. Um, I think, you know, we try to talk about every country equally. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's that's the European pledge. Uh, equal time for every single country in Europe. Um, yep. But I think I think we've had a little bit of a soft spot for Bulgaria. The, the skull is one of our, you know, a fan <laughs> favorite character. Yeah. And... Uh, it was uh, just over a year ago when we talked about the protests um, that, that kicked off in Bulgaria. There are protests mm-hmm. in several different uh, European countries, but uh, Bulgaria certainly had uh, pretty widespread ones. We broke down the political situation there a little bit. Uh, a lot has happened since then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, today is just going to be catching up with what happened since 2020. Um, there have been two elections. So, I mean, there were elections like planned anyway in April 2021. So that was always yeah. kind of like a weird thing hanging over the protests because they were like, well, we'll get them in April. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and they kind of got them. They kind of didn't. Um, you know, maybe this is what capitalism is all about. <laughs> Everyone is uh, <laughs> protesting corruption, but then they're just going to, you know, take over the, uh, the, the, the iron throne mm. of, uh, of uh, mafia deals and, you know, contracting out, you know, Getting to getting to decide who runs the elevator company in in Sofia. Uh, yeah, the wheel the wheel keeps turning. So, uh, April twenty twenty one there were elections. No government government could be formed. July twenty twenty one more elections. No, we we just heard in the past week probably no government's going to be formed, which means third round of elections coming up very soon. I'm sure everyone's pumped about that. There was a record <laughs> low turnout. Uh, yeah, 42%. In July. Even lo- I saw 40 in another site. It, it, people estimate it could be even lower. Oh, wait, wait. 42% might have been uh, April, actually. No, 11th of July. April was like April. high 40s, which even which was yeah. low itself. Um, yeah. So people are pumped for uh, for everything yeah. that's going on. I think people were fixating, like some a lot of commentators were fixating on, like, oh, look how low these elections are. What's going on? And they pointed out to all the like low turnout. And they pointed all to this stuff that was like, oh, it's because of the pandemic. Oh, it's because of summer or whatever. And it's like anyone with like a longer view of history than two weeks was like, no, it's been consistently going down since like the creation of the state. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, that general trend. And I mean, yep. which which uh, maybe a thesis for this episode is it could even be a good thing. I mean, it's never like great when there's low turnout, but... When all the options, you know, the uh, the quote unquote normal course of business would be, yeah, throw out the one corrupt guy and get a new corrupt guy in there. And so maybe Ooh. low turnout is kind of a sign of where, you know, the people do want something else. You know, we should break and yeah. try to try to do something different. But uh, it, it, yeah, it's a it's a it's a process that's been uh, uh, pretty much ever present in like all capital E Eastern European countries like former Warsaw Pact, former Yugoslavia, like that kind of all those places got like 
the political spirit in all these countries are just basically completely fucked to the point of just like, yeah, what's it going to fucking change? I think Bulgaria was on a little bit of delay because they're the only country that didn't have like a a reaction against the communist, like the, the successor of the, the ruling communist party. Mm. Um, the BSP is like the successor to, um, but I can't remember what the communist party of Bulgaria was called, but like that. And they, uh, they didn't kick them out like basically immediately after uh, they seem to be quite happy with them for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. Um, throughout the nineties. We will, uh, we will get into all of that. Uh, two things mm-hmm. I want to say up front. First, um, we're not going to talk about the skull that much. I know we were joking. Like the whole bit was, isn't this hilarious? The perfect thing will be the richest man in the country who is launching a political party uh, from Dubai. It's going to yeah. just like sweep in and, you know, be and ride that. Yeah, I will do the real anti-corruption. Um, Posters in exile. Got basically zero traction as far as I can tell. And I mean, he tr- I don't know how much he tried. I know he bought like ad space. He was he was doing a social media thing. Um, but I he guess did that's better in. He did better in the July election than he did in April. Oh, you know, that sounds like footsteps to me. (laughs) (laughs) A new wave is coming to break this this deadlock. Um, Uh, Below threshold, definitely. The flip side is that we have to introduce a new character uh, who we Mm. didn't mention at all. Uh, His name is in the notes, but I'm not sure if we mentioned him on the episode. A uh, lumbering TV show host, uh, former sketch comedian, with the voice of an angel and the range <laughs> of David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, one uh, Slavi Trifonov. Um, but Trifonov, yeah. We'll get into. I don't that. think we've ever had. I don't think we've ever had a reason to really introduce him before. Uh, well, but so I look back at uh, at the at the episode from last July and Borisov, the the now former prime minister. Mm. Uh, but prime minister at the time said his like he listed like yes my top enemies like the people trying to take me down are radev the president who we talked about mm. uh manolova yeah. the uh the woman who uh, allied with the socialist party who uh, ran for unsuccessfully for the city uh for the mayorally ran unsuccessfully to be the mayor of sofia and mm. trifonov he mentioned him too so okay you know, hey, he's, he's there. He, he had his he had his finger on the pulse. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Boyko Borisov is. Uh, we'll get into him, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's 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 uh, let's get into it now. So I, I want to do a quick recap of last time uh, for people who don't remember. Borisov mm-hmm. was the prime minister since two thousand nine. Um, there was a short interlude where he was forced out, also by popular protests in twenty thirteen. <laughs> uh, he's the head <laughs> of the center right party, basically. The, uh, the face, uh, along with one other guy, of this center-right party, which formed in uh, 2006, in the mid-2000s, yeah. as like an anti-corruption party. Um, yeah. So they were also that. they were like they were modeled after like the CDU, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were yeah. created in a lab <laughs> by the <laughs> by, by the CDU, uh, by like the, the CSU specifically. Yeah, and the EU fucking loved them, um, but like the the. the Flip side of that is it was really based on like a cult personality around Boyko Borisov in a way that like yeah maybe the CSU leans into that a little bit like this like I think Soda is like I don't know Soda is just like a good person for them that they've latched onto but like Gerb is built around Boyko Borisov mm-hmm. basically 
um, part of that is like he kind of has this. <laughs> we, we talked about his uh, his alleged karate skills um, last <laughs> time. You remember that? But that is part yeah, of his yeah. image. He's like, I'm a I'm a badass. He he used to work yep. in security. Like mm-hmm. he will he will, he'll punch the mafia in the face. He was interior minister beforehand, uh, before like even Gerb was founded. So he mm. he kind of has this whole like, which like interior minister for Bulgaria is like dealing with mafia basically. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then he was able to style himself as like a political outsider when he ran Gerb, even though like, but it's Taylor's all the time is like I'm a political outsider and like they're not, you know, like he he was he was like previously interior minister for like one of the Tsars, I believe. And like a former Tsar of Bulgaria ran uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as yeah, Dude, yeah, I yeah. don't know if we talked about him at all last time. The uh <laughs> just just to uh go on a little off track, but in two thousand one yeah. the the la- the literal boy czar of Bulgaria <laughs> who like ruled under a regency but allied with the Nazis and he was like six at six. the time. Uh, had been in exile in Spain his whole life. Comes back, founds a political party named after himself, National Movement Simeon, and then <laughs> yeah, he's the prime minister for eight years. Uh, yeah, National yeah. Movement is not a is not a great name, <laughs> but it seems like you've just combined National Socialist Party with like the uh, Social Movement Party in Italy. Well, it's an important uh, it's an important historical point. The reason I wanted to bring it up for us is mm. because when we're tracing, you know, how does anti corruption become like the core focus of a politics? He also talked about you know rooting out corruption and introducing like morality is like this is the role of the state in a post-socialist country the role of the state is to like create like a nice you know upright uh citizenry we're not going to do backroom deals or you know all Mm. the shady stuff that the that the communist party did um and we've seen over the past uh, 20 years uh how much that can just be you know turned into i mean when when it doesn't address basically no party is actually getting at the root material causes they're not even campaigning on uh you know higher wages or or you know maybe mm. maybe reversing the privatization that's been uh, the source of a lot of protests uh it's just anti-corruption this uh i mean m- morality it, that it seems like anti-corruption was initially relatively popular in bulgaria because like sure. this is this it is still what is. um yeah, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. But like, w- with with good reason. Like, I I think the the farcical nature of like anti corruption now is that there's like other issues that you could be dealing with and talking about that are probably more pressing or would have like better uh, uh, impact on your life. Like, this was the reason why uh, the BSP was initially voted for when like Bulgaria, like when you know 1989 Bulgaria started to exist uh, because the whole reason they thought they were voting for the BSP in like the 90s apparently was due to the fact that they like liked the social welfare state of like communist Bulgaria but didn't like what they referred to as the red bourgeoisie of the like the the corrupt and elite kind of party member stuff Uh, uh, and it turns out that the BSP actually got rid of one one of those things and not the other (laughs) but like (laughs) whoops yeah um okay so Borisov basically, mm. I mean, th- there's a wave of uh, anti-corruption uh, popular sentiment that's also yep. tied in with a bit of like politicized social movement. Uh, and Borisov, as you know, the leading figure of Bulgaria for the past uh, 10 plus years, b- 
becomes a target of leaked audio, leaked videos uh, are, are released of him. This is also when the skull is running off and everyone's like leaking on each other. Um, <laughs> there's a there was a drone video of Borisov sleeping next to a gun and a stack of 500 euro bills. If you remember, yes, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sorry. we got Borisov. The other two names I want to bring up quickly, but we we won't really talk about, but we talked about them last time, are this Delian Pivsky, a 41-year-old media mogul who owns 80% mm-hmm. of media in Bulgaria. He's a member of the Movement for Rights and Freedoms Party, economically uh-huh. liberal that has a lot of support from Turkish and Roma minorities in Bulgaria. Right. Um, he has tons of mafia ties. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this party, the Movement for Rights and Freedoms, often gets to play the kingmaker between mm. you know the, the, the GERB, the central-right party, and the center-left socialist ASP. party and they seem yeah. pretty happy to be in that role even if both these parties are like we're you know against the mafia and then like you know all these mafia yeah. figures from this from this party and of course from other parties in other areas of bulgarian society too yeah. get to end up being the uh the kingmakers and you know oftentimes it's just well let me introduce the other guy quickly so the other character <laughs> is uh ivan getchev a supervillain attorney general who just says <laughs> evil things. Uh, he got the role <laughs> as attorney general uh, uh, after Borisov overrode a veto against his appointment. Uh, he just and so he just prosecutes the enemies of Pivsky, Borisov, and anyone else like the enemies of whoever's in the ruling clique at that time. Nice. Yeah, as one quote from uh, one of the readings said, it's just a big debate over which all of which particular are oligarchs to prosecute. Okay, yeah. So I understand the. Uh, so with this like context, I think it's also pretty easy to understand the uh, anti-corruption sentiment. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. We also mentioned Radev, Ruben Radev, the president. He's still around. Um, we'll come back to him in a second. He's popular. Yeah. Yes, the most. I think the most popular politician in the country. Um, mm. And then what we didn't talk about then was what the protest part, like what the alternatives were. And that's basically since the election came around, that's that's been broken down into three main protest party coalitions, uh, yep. not that different from each other. There's kind of some idea that if those three were to capture 50 percent, then they could form a government amongst themselves because they've said not only GERB, uh, the central right party, but also the Socialist Party and this Movement for Rights and Freedoms Party, like mm. all of those, quote unquote, big parties shouldn't be in the governing yep. coalition. But it's a it's an establishment also, versus protest party. Yeah. Type and the protests, yeah. there's a lot of similarities between them. <laughs> they kind of are all saying the same things. They're not really talking about material politics. They're talking about, you know, we're going to do judicial reform. Uh, that's a big thing, mm. especially with this attorney general who seems to do whatever he wants. Uh, we did share this quote that he said, which is, quote, one is not a bad person for doing bad things, but for enjoying them. <laughs> which is always a, <laughs> a quote you want your uh, <laughs> your attorney yeah, general sure. who there's mass protests against to say embroider that on a pillow please <laughs> um yeah before we get into these three main coalitions uh the most exciting one being of course led by the tv show host <laughs> lead singer of the cuckoo band slavi trifonov uh yeah. but i want to talk about the other two too just very quickly, yeah. I want to offer some context. We've been talking about anti-corruption and uh, that this is something that goes back longer than just this past, you know, just 2020. Um, yeah. the, the boys are uh, Simeon. He has all these fucking mm. last names. Uh, Saxa, <laughs> Coburg, Gotha. Um, oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Um, it's a little too Titanic for my taste, but sure. Yeah, well, you know, it says he's the boy Zara Bulgaria, so he is <laughs> fucking Bulgarian. Apparently, he was baptized with uh, the water from the Jordan Sea. Or the, no, sure. the Jordan River, because the Jordan, I mean, the Jordan, the, the, that's just the Dead Sea, right? I believe it's yeah, the Jordan it's the Dead River. Sea, yeah. The Jordan River, yeah, yeah. But that's, um, sure, yeah, like, <laughs> fuck it. Um, rich people do all sorts of shit, yeah. like. Why not? Um, and this is, so it's been an on and off, like, anti-corruption has been a political football while every party basically continues the process of selling off public assets. Um, the socialists, other than like a period in the 90s when they were trying not to do that, basically now everyone's on board with the same uh, mm. uh, mission. The second part I wanted to emphasize uh, that's slowly dawning on me is just how much of like a media spectacle this all is. Like it sounds, mm. I know it sounds super entertaining. We get a lot of laughs out of it. Out of yep. it. Uh, everyone in Bulgaria does too. Like there's dramatic TV <laughs> interviews. Like it does seem like, uh, like Maury, mixed with cops mixed with like like people just like you know cornering people on the street who like oh, it's been it was just reported that you have ties to this mafia what do you have to say about yourself like oh, a new video just leaked of you <laughs> you sitting with your <laughs> your your favorite uh you and your boys sitting around discussing who's going to uh uh, uh who's going to uh own the 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 street cleaner company <laughs> <laughs> well yeah like it, it's a um yeah, we're 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 not here doing like I don't know Borat shit to Bulgaria like that. This we're not like laughing at them as the other or whatever. The, mm-hmm. This is something they seem to be very much aware of themselves. Yeah, it's great. I mean, wh- you gotta laugh about it, right? So yeah. one of the one of the scandals in particular, I thought just was a good example, is the quote eight dwarfs scandal, named oh, after yeah. a downtown Sofia restaurant. Where the alleged great name for a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you know, even if the food's not good, there's got to be a great. It's got to be a great time in there. You have some crazy stuff. Look, look, nine ninety one, Soviet Union falls. We get all the Disney films. I see this one, (laughs) Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and like that's bullshit. Bullshit, eight dwarfs. (laughs) They should call it nine dwarfs when I'm eating there. So, uh, the scandal related to senior magistrates, uh, all of whom the, or with whom the American ambassador to the country was personally acquainted. Um, the magistrates were accused of, uh, by the owner of an elevator company of extorting him to give up his shares in the company. And these magistrates threatened him that they would leave his sick son without life-saving hemodialysis, uh, if he refused to sell off his shares in the company. Uh, these magistrates also uh, discussed plans to steal 35 kilograms of gold from another businessman. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which he sleeps with, presumably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would, all, that, that would be one of the top, uh, like if I had a hit list, it'd be like, you know, uh, Boris has got 35 kilograms of gold just sitting there. <laughs> it's just run yeah, up on under his pillow. Yeah. Um, just, you know, it, it's, you can't hide it that easily. We can carry it among you, us. You really like also the other thing of just like when your son gets terminally ill, you really have to get out of the game. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's a that's a that you can't be you can't be having that used against you. You can't you cannot be the owner of an elevator company. Yeah, uh, when you with, with, with any kind of family vulnerability. Yeah, give up. It's it's Sophia town. <laughs> uh, okay, so just wanted to offer that context. 
Uh, yeah. Which maybe would explain why a very popular TV show host is now uh, uh, the number one uh, or the sure. head of the party uh, with the most votes we'll try anything. in the July 2021 election. So, um, just since to get from last summer to April of this year, uh, Borisov mm. holds out. Um, he he fired some people. Remember, like the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Embassy came out in support of the protests. A uh, bunch of uh, EU, um, actually, like almost all of the, like even the party members of, uh, of the center left and center right parties, but who are in the EU Parliament, I think. Uh, joined in with like denouncing the Borisov and supporting the protests. Mm, yeah. um, but he holds out. He doesn't resign. Uh, he doesn't fire Geshev, the attorney general. Um, protests continue every single day from 2020 until April 2021 when there's a new government. Uh, dwindled, but you know, every day they are on some like Something. Occupy stuff. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. day two. I mean, they announced it's like, oh, day 295. This is our last day. That's like that's longer than the uh Gilets Jeunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Thank you. Yeah. So uh um, right. good on them. In April twenty twenty one, that's when the elections happen. Uh very tight. Uh Gerb loses a lot of seats. Uh Borisov, yeah. even though he hadn't resigned, was at an all time low approval rating, which, you know, kind of doesn't really help when you're going <laughs> going into an election. Uh and no party could form a governing coalition out of it which meant that mm. the president radev appointed a caretaker government which apparently has been quite uh popular because they have yeah. like just started doing like parliamentary hearings and stuff on uh, yeah. alleged corruption which are all trials. like all those parliamentary hearings are like also incredibly televised oh of course <laughs> that's like yeah you can't, you can't keep the people waiting that's, and that's uh, like apparently primetime viewing in the country and stuff so so reinforcing the whole spectacle thing um I should just go through the results uh, and then introduce the three coalitions in order. Definitely, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 we're putting out that like the the, the coalition that uh, uh, the president made that Rob talked about. Like this is one of the possibilities people are seriously considering now is basically to maybe prevent a third election or even after the third election, just basically formalizing that caretaker government mm-hmm. because of how popular it is. That's you know. Not never so, the best option when a country's no, like, yeah, let's just, you know, an unelected government, let's just stick with that. <laughs> uh, we want to be, we, we want them to talk about us like Mario Draghi. I'm the yeah. feeling like Bulgarian Mario Draghi. Um, Mario Dragov. <laughs> okay, so April 2021, 25% of the votes uh, goes to GERB and their alliance with uh, SDS, which is the uh, older anti-communist uh, party that founded in 1989. Mm. Uh, they're down 20 seats, though. In yep. third place is the Socialist Alliance, 14% of the vote, down 37 seats. Um, That's BSP. Th- right. Well, that is also yeah. the key here that, like, they're not benefiting from, like, the GURBS fall, which is often <laughs> what happened on and off of the past no. however many years. No, um, no, they've been, like, they've been terrible, like, while in government. They, like, pushed for a flat tax. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, they that. did. Yeah, so... <laughs> They're like fucking <laughs> terrible. Like, there Y'all is, ever there seen a socialist party do this? <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> Not your like, dad's socialist party. <laughs> just like tries to backflip on the spot and just slams his back into the ground. It's like no, <laughs> but like I haven't seen a socialist party do that. Um, yeah, it, it, it's um, 
there is a truth to be said about like these three establishment parties all being like shit and worthy of re- like being rejected. Like that's not like an actually terrible position to have in Bulgaria. It seems to be pretty well founded. Um, the third party being the uh, movement for rights and freedoms, ten uh, percent mm-hmm. of the vote actually up four seats. Uh, I think they lost those in July. So yeah, the three different uh, coalitions we want to talk about. Coalition one. Democratic Bulgaria, that includes the Greens, uh, it includes the small Yes Bulgaria Party, which we talked about in July because uh, its leader, this uh, Christo Ivanov, did a media stunt where he landed a boat on this little stretch of beach in the Black Sea because it should be like public property, but this oligarch from the Movement for Rights and Freedoms Party, uh, Ahmed Dogan, I think is his name, which had kind of just incorporated it into his mansion uh, and then used like the like basically the secret service to like as his private guards to like beat them up or, and get them off the beach. <laughs> nice, so uh, nice. as far as media, as far as like media stunts go, demonstrated the problem pretty clearly. <laughs> Gotta say, <Yeah. laughs> um, I'm not. It was in result in, in response to that, but also other things that uh, I think Radev announced um, the president that there should be an investigation, uh, and then those same secret uh, service. Uh, security guards uh, raided his house. Mm. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Um, so when I saw the Greens, I thought, okay, this is this might be the little more. This definitely seems to be the younger party, uh, and I thought mm. maybe a little bit more progressive. But they do really seem to talk to not talk about to only talk about judicial reform and anti-corruption, um, kind of the mm. new face of EU integration. And, you know, same old process. Um, the yeah. EU politics does seem to be something, I mean, it's not something we've uh, really talked about yet. Gerb, the center-right, is pretty pro-Europe. And yep. the Socialist Party is often painted for their, like, you know, oh, they, they want to increase ties with Russia. So Democratic sure. Bulgaria definitely seems like on the Europe side of this uh, this divide. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just seen as... It, it's a sympathetic position. It's kind of the same as like Romania, which I think roughly like gets polled as like the most pro-European country in the union um, of just like Bulgaria kind of views the EU as something that's possibly lifting them up kind mm. of thing. But like they are the poorest country in the union yeah, kind of thing. So like anywhere to anywhere is up, I guess, or like any, yeah, nowhere to go, but up basically. Um, um, another thing. So uh, I, we both read, and we'll put in the description this uh, sidecar piece mm. uh, by uh, the writer Madeleine Nikolova. Um, yeah, very useful as sidecar is. You know, nothing but nothing but bangers from sidecar. Mm. Pithy bangers <laughs> <laughs> to get you uh, t- to get you the the news you need to know. Um, yeah, she wrote. She talked about this apolitical vocabulary that uh, Ivanov and Democratic Bulgaria coalition has been. Um, developing, talking about state capture, judicial reform, trying to uh, mm-hmm. transcend traditional political divisions. One yeah. um, through line in, in Bulgarian politics has been this like populist nationalist question. There have been far right parties that kind of entered parliament and left parliament, or like have been in and out of parliament. They're changing names. Um, yeah, Gary like, like usually relied on them for like support. Yeah, politically. Yeah, uh, and it seems like democratic Bulgaria is also tipping their toe in to be like. How about those, you know, the talk about a uh, corruption problem. It's all those, you know, Turkish people. 
<laughs> What's with the Macedonians? They're a type of dog, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the Macedonians fit into the corruption question, but uh, we we will talk about the Macedonians. <laughs> uh, the, our 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 friend uh, Trifonov, the singer, has some has some thoughts on the Macedonians. Has oh, some of plans course he does. Them, yeah. I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, go on. Uh, <laughs> uh, last, last, last thing about democratic Bulgaria is, uh, if based on the Greens label, uh, they do seem to be like the younger middle class uh, option. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's also maybe more urban, uh, and maybe the populist idea is to kind of break out of that mold. But, yeah, uh, we'll see. They got nine um, percent in the April election, up to twelve and a half percent in july so not bad yeah democratic uh, B- bulgaria has like basically the lion's share of its seats came from um the cities and the cities and like particularly sofia yeah yeah coalition two is uh i think we just laughed at their name <laughs> or maybe i just did to myself which is called stand sure. up thugs out which again yeah got to do what it says on the on the tin uh, led by Amaya Manalofa. Um, that's one mm. of the people. She's the uh, woman who ran for the uh, mayor of Sofia. She is leading investigations into a lot of key figures, uh, which has basically given her some clout because, you know, she's doing the whole, it seems like she's doing the whole thing on TV. And, you know, uh, what I want to say about her is that she does seem to be the one talking about things like a living wage and, like, actually, like, having a relatively left platform. Um, again, reading from the sidecar interview here, or the sidecar uh, piece here. Hmm. Um, the weeks-long sessions <laughs> presided over by Banalova made for highly entertaining primetime television featuring testimonies of shady businessmen who claim to have been extorted by government ministers. Yeah. Jumping down. Uh, the party um, stand-up uh, is the only party of change whose platform raises social justice issues and attempts to confront the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Its membership includes former BSB activists and participants in the recent protests. Yet Manilova is also trying to avoid the appearance of progressive politics, describing herself as neither left nor right. Uh, Which is something I want to bring up because yeah, please. Uh, do, you, do you know who else also describes themselves as ne- neither left nor right and as a uh, part of this coalition? <laughs> no who volt oh god damn it i i was almost sure they'd be in with the greens coalition damn they're in the, no, the stand up they're in stand up yeah they're in ismv i'm uh, crumbling I, to the beach like at the end of planet of the years no <laughs> <laughs> i thought this is an okay one to get behind uh, uh critical support for is... volt folks you heard it here <laughs> <laughs> volt bulgaria yeah the 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 gamut of ismv stand-up thugs out uh oh actually i think is actually now translated as stand-up we are coming oh uh okay. um excuse me thank you for the correction <laughs> yeah because it used to be okay so the thing is they used to be oh wait no uh yeah okay they changed the name recently. So in July 2021, they were called Stand Up Mafia Get Out, which could be also be translated as Thugs Out, uh, which is four words, which makes the acronym ISMV. They are now going by a new name called Stand Up BG, Bulgaria, I guess. Uh, we Are Coming, which makes the new acronym IBG hyphen NI. Sure. Um, 
but like they are way too big tent. They are like mm. all over the place. They have like agrarian movements. They have Volpagaria, uh, um, Movement 21. They run the gamut of like left wing to center right kind of thing. But yeah. They are, they're the smallest group hovering between yep. uh, right around 5% both times. They got 13 seats out of 240. Um, yeah. Um, and, you know, but they're going to get the volt bump. Uh, so <laughs> keep an eye out for them. Well, like, like the, the volt, that the volt uh, legions when they make uh, uh, the the Spirelli brigades <laughs> and they invade the they invade from the black Spirelli. sea. Uh, they will be installing uh, stand up as, Spine- as the government. It's Spinelli. What's Spirelli again? Spirelli is something. <laughs> is that like one of the characters from Recess? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably like a pasta. Uh, uh, but like, yeah, the the the. If anything, to go by that like Dutch Volt leak document that came out recently that asked like, why aren't there any girls in our movement? <laughs> Similarly, <laughs> they're also asking why aren't they like doing well in Eastern Europe? Um. Yeah. Why not? What's the What's the problem, man? You should you should consult yeah. for them and, uh, <laughs> and help them out. <laughs> Just me yelling at them. This is some Vessi shit. Mm, you would you would come in and do the uh, the the Alec Baldwin speech at the beginning of uh, Glengarry Glen Ross. Okay, that brings okay. us to Coalition Number Three. Uh, kind of did in reverse order because they are the ones who made a big splash on the scene. Yeah, it is called there is or there is such a nation. Um, translation, translation is weird. Yeah, uh, apparently their original idea or their original pitch was to be called there is not such a state, but mm. that was rejected yeah. as a name. The yeah, there is such a people. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. sometimes translated as there is such a nation um ooh yeah yeah they they wanted to do there is no such state uh but the application was turned down causing him to change it to there is such a people all right anti state i guess you know we're we're getting some interesting uh, interesting experimentation over here in in bulgaria but the fact that it's translated as people and nation translating as one word makes me think it's like yeah, it's like that kind of conception of people, mm-hmm. like people group, like as, and people group, like or nation of Islam nation. Mm. So, um, they got uh, in April seventeen and a half percent of the vote, which made them number two, the second biggest party. Um, mm-hmm. So they were the big winners, and they took mo- that momentum into July when they got twenty three point seven eight percent. Just slightly more than GERB, which fell to uh, 23%. Um, The Socialist Party fell even further. And as I alluded to before, Democratic Bulgaria also rose a bit uh, from April to July. So they are the, they're in the driver's seat here. Um, They kind of, I don't know if you can say fumbled the bag, but they, yeah, weren't able to form a, any government. Um, But basically if they stuck, Mm. unless they, you know, went into coalition with one of the uh, big three establishment parties or establishment coalitions, uh, there was no way to get into government. So, you know, the merry-go-round keeps going round. We're looking at their main policies here. Oh, yeah. Here we go. (laughs) So I don't know if we should... You want to start with the party or do you want to start with our boy, Trifonov? Because um, 
you know, you don't get to 23.78% of the vote with nothing. And <laughs> Slavi Trifonov is a something. He is a something. I mean, I guess we could do, like, Slavi Trifonov is, like, more juicy. I think we can yeah. leave him to the end. Do you want to talk okay. a little bit about the party without talking about Slavi? Please, please. So uh, everything I read about the party basically says we want to be the five-star movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well like yeah like uh, they they draw comparisons to uh five-star movement they also draw comparisons to uh what is it vladimir uh, uh vladimir uh, uh zelensky the the current president of ukraine is another one they kind of like try to compare themselves to and his party was like a very strange like libertarian guns and weed party mm. um so but also like mostly bolstered on the fact of like corruption and uh, um but also a little bit about like dealing with russia was also a huge part of the appeal of zelensky's movement um i'm jumping like, the corruption the trifonov stuff but it's just wanting to say like that's what their party is and then trifonov compares himself to beppe grillo donald trump yep. and his favorite politicians mm-hmm. are margaret thatcher ronald reagan and emmanuel macron <laughs> which just seems to be i like uh people that seem powerful. I remember the name of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, re- I remember the name of. Like, Beppe Grillo, like, despite all his flaws, was, like, definitely an anti-Thatcherite. Like, he's a product of, like, aggressive response to, like, what that kind of era of politics did to Italy. Um, but uh, whatever. But Beppe Grillo, even beyond the ideology, does seem to be the closest comparison to Trifonov because he's, like, yeah. yeah, I'm the I'm the singer guy Canadian. who also does rap songs now and has a has a sta- has had like a night nightly show uh, for the past twenty five uh, sure. plus years. Zelensky is also there as well because Zelensky was like a, a I don't think he was a comedian but he was a comedic actor, uh, um, kind of thing. So important distinction, Kieran. Come on, he's uh, unless he's doing stand up sets, you know, he can't be. Yeah, he's, no, he's no. not working on his craft. <laughs> stand up stand up president is like a different sort of monster to like comedic actor president <laughs> like um doing crowd yeah, work like, at the uh, at the state of the union yeah comedic comedic actor president is like just a useless lib but like a stand up president is just like a, a, a far right <laughs> shit posting monster like. well the, the comedic actor knows like they're in they're in a they're part of a machine where they're like, just yeah. let me know when to say my kooky line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they yeah. do have like a God complex, which is like, yeah. I have these people in the palm of my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like, a, there's an arrogance there. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but okay. So the policies I find very interesting because it's just like, it's a mishmash of stuff that's kind of interesting. It kind of could be nice, but then also there's stuff that's like weird. And I don't know why it's in here. Um, but like five star movement is sure that's a good comparison. So number one, uh, switch away from pro- proportional representation to a constituency based two round system and single transferable vote for EU and municipal council elections, which is like that's a stupid combination of those two things. Just <laughs> use single transferable vote, you fucking idiots! It's the best system in the world. I am Irish. Um, why why aren't they just doing that then? Do you think? Is it too too, no- too big a change or, or what? So two-round constituency-based is so easy to fucking game. Like, you can just mm. look at what France does. Right. Like, because then things like Macron being like, I'm the only bulwark against national rally basically enshrines your power for a very, very long time, even though you have, like, zero social base. Um, 
but we'll see how that works out mm. in the long Sounds run. Sounds useful like, to me. <laughs> Keeping that in my yeah, back right. pocket. Uh, yeah, you can game that very easily. And you couple that with, he wants to uh, lower the National Assembly from 240 to 120. So just having the number of that, That's like a go-to anti-corruption idea, right? That a lot of people say. Yeah, it's a, it's a stupid one, though, because... <laughs> <that's> <laughs> just... Dude, there's only half as many to, 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 you know, have to worry about. Yeah, but then there's also half as many to buy now. <laughs> like, <laughs> smaller government just means government easier to control. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, here's the absolutely great one that will definitely not lead to any corruption or any, like, fuckery at all. Allowing remote electronic voting in elections and implementing elements of e-government. Ooh, so yeah, yeah you, yeah, you can vote electronically now. Uh, never mind that you are next door neighbors to the most notorious hacking nation in the world. <laughs> we went from uh, socialism with a human face, or what is it, communism with a human face, uh, yeah. to capitalism with <laughs> with a, a, like a app, a Siri app telling you, "Hello, how would you like to participate today, citizen?" <laughs> we went to we went to capitalism with a Macedonian teenager face. Uh, <laughs> Okay, compulsory voting. Also fucking terrible. That's stupid. I hate compulsory voting. Um, um, yeah, how are they? I mean, they got a lot of ground to catch up from 40%, but maybe, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, but like compulsory voting just like generally, like implementing that as a policy usually means like I don't have anything to offer you, but I will make you vote for someone. <laughs> compulsory um, voting is when your grandma says, eat, eat, why aren't you eating? <laughs> basically like have you seen what like compulsory voting has done to brazil like there's a country with compulsory voting <laughs> yeah they have they have no problems and bulgaria yeah. you know bulgaria wants a little bit of that brazilian swag they want to they want they got beaches they got cool music yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah exactly but yeah uh further integration with the eu elements of democracy they they want to do more referendums which sure kind of fine but like i don't know when 80 percent of your media is controlled by one guy that's maybe a problem uh um and then further support to social security for families so yeah let's just do some more about shit hmm. so it's like a weird mismatch it's okay so you say it's like five-star movement but five-star movement had more of a platform than this <laughs> burn <laughs> Like they did, they genuinely did. They had like ideas. They had more but ideas. It's also like not not to get all free market, but like you don't have it. Do, it seems like no party is like it's like a stalemate where it's like it's like a, a collusion that like well none of us are really going to get in details here with our with our platform. So like what is the mo- what is the incentive to like get really detailed other than the fact that you know ideally like oh wow this platform really really speaks to me and I'm gonna go vote for you know you know. Uh, because I'm part of a you know a social movement, uh, and you know I'm doing my part to uh, to participate. Mm. It seems like everyone's on board with. Eh, here's a little bit to like our flavor of of uh, of, of tackling this endemic anti-corruption problem. Yeah. Or corruption problem. The white whale yeah, is anti-corruption. <laughs> yeah, but that seems to be your your uh, uh, um, the party in general. Like, there's very little on the on the bones of this party mm. without talking about Slaffy. So that's as much as I think we can talk about without getting into Well, no, no. Another important point is oh. that uh, Trifonov neither time uh, ran or proposed himself for prime minister. 
So he's gotten someone else. Mm. He's proposed. He appointed the first person he appointed. I did remember that. Yeah, yeah. Was some like run of the mill corrupt guy, um, uh, who had served under both, uh, like in multiple previous governments. And mm. the second guy was like someone like an unknown who was on his TV show once. Uh, <laughs> and basically, in both cases, people were like, "Nah, I don't trust this." The, the but f- but the that's a little five story to be like you know almost like the power behind the throne. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, the the Casalegio family or whatever yeah. that ran like five star for a very very long time. Yeah, the first guy they put forward. I'm trying to find his name now. Um, Nikolai Vasilev. That was it. That guy yeah. was like. Yeah, was sorry, an Nikolai, I have not ba- met you. I hope if you're not, if you're actually a good, if, if you've never done anything corrupt, I'm sorry. Uh, you just, mm, look, you, you got well, the stink on you. <laughs> an investment banker who served in the former Tsar's tab- cabinet. So he's, yeah, again, he was... I'm sure you've done nothing wrong ever. Uh, you just, <laughs> you know, you know, we're, we all, we're all walking, we're all tempted by, by, <laughs> by sin Self- walking in the valley, the shadow of death, however that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, self-identifies as the country's top fiscal hawk Uh, again Um, you know that's um you know a lot of people say that that can mean that can mean that can mean you know hawks are are beautiful birds (laughs) he's just he admires them for their grace they're so gorgeous proud bulgarian hawks uh yeah privatized state-owned telecommunications company made about 20 20, 000 people redundant overnight um yeah, he he. ITN has forecast further further public service uh, uh, redundancies in the coming years due to an obscure and poorly laid out digitalization agenda. Yeah, yeah, this is this is this is this guy. Um, he also wants to privatize the Bulgarian Development Bank. So yeah, Vasilev was the like first guy he put forward, who just seems to be like monstrous. Uh, well, he was kicked out. <laughs> yeah, because there was protests. And then there's another guy who doesn't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good sign. Um, Just some dude I got. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't take uh, take either. Um, and so on August 10th, uh, five days ago as of this recording, uh, mm. the there is uh, such a people party withdrew their proposed cabinet. Uh, and there are other cabinet members that also were like, oh, they were just part of this or part of that. Um, um, and now it's probably going to go to uh, uh, another election. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a yeah. few articles. So like Politico, uh, I said fumbled the bag earlier, but they, I don't know if they're like excited because they want their Volt slash Greens parties <laughs> to, to do better <laughs> in the next round of elections. But they were like, yeah. oh, Trifonov, like, you fucked up. Like, welcome to politics. This is the, you're with the big boys now, and you're gonna like. You can't just, you can't just come in with the voice of a, of a of of a, of a Bulgarian Chris Cornell and just you know serenade everybody. You have to put in the dirty work of politics. <laughs> um, that's the that's the impression I got from some uh, some of the reporting. But um, yeah. it is kind of like a no win situation because. If how like how do you do a protest movement, an electoral protest movement where there's only forty percent turnout and like there seems to be floors on these other parties. Like the the movement for rights and freedoms hasn't shifted from ten percent. And how much lower yeah. right now the two the two center parties have thirty six together, almost thirty seven. And I mean, how low can that drop? I don't know. Yeah, like these are these are we're talking about like uh, the yeah, major so- parties. 
yeah, we're talking about the major parties of Bulgaria. We're talking about like what we were describing before, like these protest parties came about. This was like a, a 2.5 party system effectively in Bulgaria. You had BSP, you had GERB, and you had like MSP, the, the movement for social whatever. They, um, as the like 0.5 party that basically got in there to be the kingmaker of one of these two other parties. So like these are the parties that have been well in the case of the bsb in charge since 1945 <laughs> so like how like the floor of these parties are going to be probably 10 percent, like maybe like seven percent at least and that's like together that's like a sizable chunk of the electorate assuming all three of them get to their floor which is very unlikely that that will happen at the same time should we talk about Trifanov? <laughs> yes. Should we talk about yes. his his? Okay, so you're the music expert. Uh, <laughs> Am I? We okay. have <laughs> we have this this man's been making music since the early '90s. Uh, yeah, '94. I got to take people's beginning. word for it that he's a beloved figure. Uh, I read that <laughs> reminds him of the good old days, the the high, the good times of the early '90s. Uh huh. And you know, just I, how uh, what what were the vibes of his music? I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, it's all over the place. Like uh, before, before we started recording, there's there's a handy compilation on YouTube of like all his hits, his big hits from the years of 1994 to 2019. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Like he has a signature bald look with an earring that he went to, like the very first video or second one has him with hair. I think that's him. And then like the third, like later that year, 94, he's like, all right, I'm going bald. Yeah, fuck this. Um, too many guys in Bulgaria have hair. Uh, He's I'm got the bald out. brand. Yeah. But, like, uh, the music... It's an interesting watch because the music basically seems to coincide with, like, all the big trends that were happening at the time. Uh, the man's producing, like, very safe stuff. Um, and, like, stuff that would be very appealing to, like, almost everyone. He kind of leans into, like, maybe a bit of more of a country respectable older musician like i want to be kind of a johnny cash figure towards the end but like 1994 he's doing a kind of like uh acoustic-y kind of pop that's maybe a little bit like uh, spanish or latin influenced that reminded me a lot of that song like how bizarre how bizarre like that was big around the same time 2002 he has like he genuinely has like a kind of new metal song, um, and then 2003, like the following year, his next big single sounds like he's doing a duet from someone who was in All Saints, who's now gone on to like a solo <laughs> career. Like it's which again was big in the UK, like 2003 in the UK, that was like your 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 um, Sophie Ellis Baxter kind of your kind of times of like female singer songwriter soloists, uh, uh, big Dido age as well. Mm. Um, the man seems to be making very safe stuff that I can imagine charted well amongst like people who don't necessarily think about music too much. <laughs> like, but, I, I don't mean that in a mean way, but people <laughs> whose like music is not their like main focus or whatever. They're not nerds about it, but they're just like, yeah, this is this this kind of slaps. I'm gonna get this. Sure, heard it um, on the car enough it, times. It's it's been implied that the Bulgarian diaspora likes him. Uh, you know the band. The talk show is an easy way to like, you know, stick with the culture. 
and uh, apparently mm. voted for. He won uh, his party won forty five percent of the vote in Germany, over fifty percent in the UK and Spain. Mm, UK and Germany are the big ones for Bulgarian expats, as far as I understand. Um, yeah, I mean, the under- my understanding of that of like the nostalgia and stuff is that, but like, that could also just be younger people, or maybe there's more younger people. I don't know. The, my understanding of the nostalgia for him is that he's reminiscent of the period in the 90s when things seemed optimistic. And yeah. that's probably going to resonate with the people who were forced to leave Bulgaria by like economics mm. and political circumstances. <laughs> that seems about right. Um, but like not his, only with his later. Uh, yeah, go ahead. It, Lastly, I have to say, his later stuff seems to have maybe like pulled into a, I'm an older, classier musician now uh, uh, because it, it does kind of seem like he's just like sitting down in front of the microphone and just he's like always sitting hard. <laughs> yeah, he's always sitting. He did but a like rap saying, song with a Bulgarian rapper. Like a, that's, a that's an ex- Trisco. Yeah, that's an exception. Is it Trisco or Crisco? Uh, Crisco. Uh, uh, Crisco, yeah. So that's like an exception, I feel like. But the rest of his like more modern stuff is just like him with some like kind of maybe slightly countryish guitar mm. music, uh, and sp- what I'm assuming in Bulgarian like spitting some hard truths about yeah, like yeah. the nature of existence and life into yeah, a microphone. Yeah. When you're really Very drunk, r- you sing with your with your buddies. It's in uh, one one of the video one of the music videos was in like a like an abandoned speakeasy or like it's a yes. cool it's a cool bar, but the only people yep. there are the bartender kind of like looking on approvingly and then the five older guys mm. who are playing their instruments it's very like it's very old hmm. how do you describe it? it's very like old metallica mm. it's like old metallica when they do their kind of slower song i feel like a, a little bit of just like somewhere between like old post saint anger metallica doing a slow song cross with maybe like johnny cash's hurt i got you yeah but like, definitely appeals to a kind of a, a conservative. Uh, um, well, there's like a nostal- there isn't like a nostalgic aspect to it. Definitely amongst older people of like, man, I, like things are not the same as they used to be. Things were better, presumably, before. Without um, really any substance to it. We are we're facing a little bit of a, a language barrier, but his band is sure. called the Cuckoo Band, and that yep. was established in 1993. But mm-hmm. in 1990, there was a TV show. I don't. It's called called the Cuckoo Student Show. Mm. Um, that was like a sketch comedy slash performance slash like political satire show. And like yeah. 1990 was like the young generation finally able to like speak out and like you know skewer what's going on in Bulgaria. Um, so not only was he like a a a uh, I think he was just a I don't know, a performer on the show, but then like they kind of like, and we're gonna take the show on the road. We're that cuckoo, but a band now, and you know it's all part of the same yeah. package. And basically, since that cuckoo show, he didn't host it; he was just on it. Um, there have been like five or six different shows that he's hosted. I don't know; they just seem to be jumping around between different, like I don't mm. know, reshuffling the <laughs> like who's working on it or what or what channel it's yeah. on. Um, but you know, he's been around since then. Yeah, it sounds like a show that, like, in any other, like, uh, country or political circumstance would have not been considered a political show. Mm. But, like, but by the nature of it starting so early after, like, the the collapse of the Second World, it's just, like, 
they, like you said, oh, the young, the young ones finally get to speak out. So not only, like, every so often, every, like, national broadcaster in every European country has to, like, finally release the pressure valve and give, like, young people a fucking show because it's, like, such a, like, fucking cronyist system a lot of these, like, national channels operate in. And then they realize, well, no one really wants to watch the old people, like, comedy shows, so they have to give some young people the comedy show. But, like, in the case of Bulgaria, it seems like that was also an inherently political decision of just, like, oh, they they, they, they were repressed before in communist Bulgaria, and now they get to speak out. But, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but Trifonov doesn't, like, have any connections to, like, he's not like Yansha. He doesn't have any connections to, like, any kind of social movements that happened before the collapse. Um, no, I think he's just a performer musician. Like, that's his angle. Yeah. I mean, I think he... Okay, so that's the thing. So um, maybe I'm missing something, but it seems like over time he was like, he got famous as a performer and then he's like, Mm. you know, I got some thoughts on politics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where like, you know, if you're, I don't know, in your 30s or 40s, you're going to start like commenting, especially when you have a platform and, you know, there is kind of like political uh, or like a news. I mean, if you're satirizing the news. Um, Maybe a good example of this is... uh, did you know he almost was the Bulgarian representative for Eurovision? Uh-huh. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I know uh, how to reach Kieran here. I know how to press these buttons. <laughs> so, here's the story uh, according to Wikipedia. In 2005, Trifonov was in the final for Eurovision. So, like the Bulgarian uh, tournament or however it works to nominate who will be the representative for Eurovision in a sure, duet yeah. with another singer. When they went up to f- perform their song, instead of performing the song, I believe, or they performed it, but before, Trifonov did a, quote, emotional speech that he's withdrawing from the competition because the voting had been rigged for 50,000 Bulgarian currency. I actually don't know the currency there. Uh, in order for a different group to win, that had already been done and 60,000 votes had been sent in. And they ended up losing... 76,000 votes to 48,000 votes to that other uh, competing song. Right. So a big, you know, that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, takes a lot to speak out. There are a lot of, there's 60,000 Bulgarian uh, units of currency on the line. Lev, it's Lev. (laughs) Lev, Lev. (laughs) Bulgarian Lev. Um, Yeah, that's a... I then like uh, that kind of like coincides with what I think of this guy. He's like not who's someone who wasn't political. He was like perf- he was a performer. He was a musician. He was like kind of a comedian or whatever, and then like had this politicalness foisted upon him almost. If you understand me, like uh-huh. it, it kind of seems like the circumstances made him political rather than like. Well, this is why a lot of these like satirical sketch shows fucking suck ass. Like this is the same with like snl in the states like the people who make up snl even though they're meant to comment on politics are not political people Mm. like by any stretch of the imaginations they're comedians they're theater kids they're stand-ups they're performers they're artists whatever you want to call but like in the most like san like sanit uh what's what's the opposite of like really clean what's really clean again sanitized like in a really Mm. sanitized sense they've kind of like almost stayed away from politics until they finally like I don't know, get pushed out of the nest a little bit on a huge platform where no one's really going to tell them they're wrong. 
uh, or that like their way of thinking is shit. It's like whenever when any celebrity gets into politics, we know, we know this like this kind of a, a, a phenomenon before where like the 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 circumstances encourage them to like be political and then it turns out their political takes are just kind of really terrible or uninformed uh this kind of seems like what happened to this guy uh i was also i have it on good information that they're often uh, sexy ladies on his tv show well that like, yeah doing of course <laughs> and performing and playing songs and stuff. <laughs> the communists wouldn't have allowed this bring out the sexy <laughs> ladies <laughs> The um, students are going to make some jokes and then we're going to look at some ladies. A <laughs> um, few other just rapid fire. 2003, um, he was sued because he there was a, a TV presenter uh, alleged that he uh, poured a mug of beer in her face. Um, Through or poured? That's a, those are two different... <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Throwing a beer in someone's face, I can understand the me- mechanism oh, of that. But like we, we, pouring we might be a beer. losing something in, in translation here. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's often kind of uh, been fined or or sued for his comments of like for insulting um, different you know public officials or or newspapers, mm. and uh, I think that's kind of given him his 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 maverick cred a little bit too, like yeah. not afraid to to tell it how it is. That's what earned him the right to sit in a rap video. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, uh, I've uh, I've missed a lot. I'm sure there's so much we're missing. So much good content in his on his TV show because it's like a you know talk show. He's like Jimmy Fallon. He's uh, he's Jan yep. Boomerman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one uh, sketch I guess caught my eye because it does look like it's supposed to be funny, <laughs> uh, which is just a video of Alexander the Great on his show. Um, who just like stands up and he's like has like a Roman looking, you know, kind of outfit and gets yep. up and like says things and then it's translated from his translator uh to uh Trifonov, who then asks questions through the translator. Um as far as I can glean from the comments, it seems to be making fun of the fact that Macedonia like claims that Alexander the Great's Macedonian, like how ridiculous it is. Um mm-hmm. Other comments say, uh, this is through Google Translate, watch the film by Ivan Georgiev from BTV and you will find out the truth about Macedonia. (laughs) And other such uh, discussions going on there. Um, Mm -hmm. The Macedonian question has arisen. (laughs) I cannot ascertain. If any listeners out there know uh, Slavi Trifonov's position on the Macedonian question, please, please get in touch. My my understanding is it's not good. Like my understanding of like how the Macedonian question within Bulgaria is handled, which for anyone who doesn't know, like it's different from like Greece. Like Greece gets pissed off that they claim uh, Alexander the Great, but like only like the weird right wing claims, like Vimro claims Alexander the Great. Most Macedonians don't really care. Um but Bulgaria has like a different thing with Macedonia, which is they basically don't think they're a distinct people. They're like, no, these are just Bulgarians who have like been tricked by, I guess, Yugoslavia or something into thinking they're a different ethnicity and therefore should belong to Bulgaria. And Macedonian isn't a language. It's called Bulgarian. You're all speaking Bulgarian. It's like a weird, it's a very strange thing. But my understanding is in the pl- current political landscape, there is basically no opposition to like, being shitty to Bulgaria or to Macedonia 
there's this like no party that's like we should let them into nato slash we should let them into the eu everyone needs to calm the fuck down there seems to be no party saying that because it seems to be easy points just dunk on the macedonians um that's about it anything else you want to add about trifonov um He's having a good time. It seems like he likes. Uh, mm. He he has a little bit of a theatrical flourish, you know. Um, oh, absolutely. Getting the, getting the art kid after this, you know, after this like uh, hard ass kind of uh, Borisov. He wants to be like, what if uh, <laughs> what if a theater kid uh, was in the mall? <laughs> yeah, but he's also like he also tries to position himself as a little bit of a like uh, uh, um, uh, uh, as a tough kind of sure. paternal figure yeah. a little he's six, bit. He's 6'6", six, by the way. He's two meters tall. <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> he's a huge guy. A big guy. He's a, Look at this big, yeah. big guy. But he, like in, in the sense of just like... I, I want to see him going... use it, though, I got to say. I don't know. Like There's some big... Like like James Comey's the same way. He's like 6'7", so over two meters. And uh, yeah. you got you got to... as You, you got to know how to use your, your body. I think it, it can quickly mm. become a liability. So that's why he sits down. Perhaps run circles around him, like the ATAT at at Battle of Hoth. You might be able to take him down. Uh, Yeah, you got to test his his agility. But but that's why he sits down is to make (laughs) other people feel less intimidated. He's actually quite kind. But no, like he he has kind of like a tough. He's got like a tough aesthetic besides his like height or whatever, because that's like what we're talking about. Like what his music has become. There's a little bit of a gruff. Uh, a, a grittiness about like oh, for that sure. kind of thing, yeah. like yeah, about like like wearing the like it, the Johnny Cash thing of just like wearing black. Are you going to a funeral? Maybe kind of <laughs> shit. Like Yours. he is, yeah. He d- <laughs> um, but like it is kind of just like a shitty kind of. It's it's very boomer, like a, a mm. word that his like Nick has just kind of put into my brain recently. But it is kind of like that american conception of like what it what it means to be a tough older guy which is to like i don't know just i don't know steadfast to your beliefs steadfast to like the shit you say should not be double de- like you should not ever be rescinded or like you should never back away from any of these kind of things there's like a gruffness grittiness kind of paternal aspect borisov is like I don't know. It, it, it kind of seems like Borisov is like someone who's going to threaten to hit you, but this is the guy who's going to threaten to hit Borisov. Hmm. Kind of thing. Like the 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 good bully. I, I don't know what to. Hmm. I don't know what to, how to describe it exactly. But um, he doesn't seem too different. I guess. Is my <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing. At the end of the day, I guess it was his big moment to uh to be all right. Here's here's the sweeping reform. The big change is coming. And then his proposed, even though he couldn't form a coalition, his proposed cabinet was, you know, seemed like basically more of the same. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he if he goes through his weird, well, actually, no. A lot of his stuff just seems like consolidation of power. It seems very, it seems kind of shit. I kind of hate him. If he does, like, the wacky direct democracy stuff, like the, the five-star movement direct democracy stuff, that would be fun, whatever. But, like... We could actually see a country that actually has like a, a story tradition of being a, a competitor to Silicon Valley, do some weird tech corruption shit. That could be fun. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, th- at the end of the day, um, the protests were uh, definitely a social movement that also had elements that went beyond 
anti-corruption, but didn't. There's mm-hmm. not. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of political language right now, or accepted whatever Overton window kind of perspective to to uh, put that into action or get that across. Um, and the longer, but like it, as I alluded to earlier, if that's the only option, like social protest or social pressure to change things, um, like a logjam. <laughs> of of like all these parties being unable to form a coalition like this like tug of war between the uh the establishment and the uh and the protest parties um mm. that might be a good thing i don't know yeah what what will real change look like there's no party that's uh that's proposing that so no no and i, I this is i i think i have a quote from uh, uh, um the the sidecar article that i actually kind of want to uh, leave off with because it's it's it, summarizes i think the situation quite well because like the big telltale sign of like trifonov being more of the same was his initial prime minister appointment who was this austerity hawk effectively in, in the form of masilev you blew Vasilev. it yeah. <laughs> you were the chosen one yeah because yeah. you uh, made funny cool no- faces when you sang <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah the quote is Although Trifonov has since withdrawn Vasilev's nomination after public backlash, the pair's proximity underscores what many voters knew already, that the leftovers have merely been reheated rather than scraped off the plate. And I thought that was pretty pretty succinct. We're just getting, like, GURB, which is BSP. We're just getting that, like, I don't know. Slapped in the microwave for like far too little time and put back on the, pl- on the fucking plate, and pretending it's a new dish. Yeah, I like that metaphor. There you have it. Yep. Um, I guess that's it for us this week, right? Anything? Uh, anything to plug? No. Uh, uh, this will be coming out Monday, so join join us on Wednesday, uh, uh, the eighteenth of August, for for Kieran's birthday stream. Yeah. <laughs> have we confirmed you're going to be alone for that? I think I might be alone. Dude, you, then go for, just do it. Just do the video game. Play play the game. Uh for like I was I was five that, hours. I was either five hours playing I can get I can get that game. I land at like time. ten uh your time. So if you're still playing I'll I'll, I'll hop on the I'll hop on the call. Like late. Skype from your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, My roaming data. <laughs> yeah don't do that that's, that sounds like a bad idea no i, I might be jo- i might be joined by like uh, uh um uh, old hats of the show like matthew and uh, uh josie uh um but like i don't know it's a, i'll either like do the pit or i'll do like live researching vault shit <laughs> <I'm just laughs> you like... do that anyway dude everyone would tune in if you just did a crowdsource vault uh, <laughs> the uh going on research public trial yeah just like googling all the people who they like had donate to them scraping twitter for mentions of vault and seeing what's going on yeah, yeah stuff like that that'll be that'll be fridays uh starting at 8 p.m from now on <laughs> a weekly <laughs> vault like, um the vault what's, screen what's a catchy name for it? the vault uh the vault view vault view, view on vault the view on vault or like the, you want to you want to uh like fry their circuits, something like that. I don't know. Friday their circuits. Is that what you're going? Is that what you're going for? Friday, I'm in Volt. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. And on that, that, that tickled me way too fucking much. I don't know. I just heard the song being sung as you said it. Um, and with that, we will catch you guys either on Wednesday, Friday, or next Monday, depending on when you tune in. Or late uh, in a few months with the next uh, round of elections in Bulgaria. Yeah, right. There's still time for the skull to jump in. <laughs> we can we can make it happen. <laughs> if this trend continues. Yeah. <laughs> the Our 1% jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Ciao ciao everybody. Selling awesome. Dyson. Crisco